Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Ninth State Sports Show, Football Edition. Uh, my name is Joe Marcellina. I'm happy to be here for another week talking some New Hampshire high school football. I uh, got a last-minute uh, lineup change this week uh, as my, my sidekick for this season, Mike Lockman, is a little under the weather. So joining me for today's show, uh, we've got Merrimack uh, football head coach Kip Jackson. Kip, thank you for uh, stepping up on short notice. Uh, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Always love coming to Riverside, especially since they have good food and good music. Uh, before we get started, just want to remind everyone, uh, we'll, re we'll be recording the show uh, this season on Tuesdays at 6 uh, at Riverside Barbecue in Nashua. You, of course, can be a part of the show uh, by sending an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com uh, with any of your questions or comments. You know, or you can come on down and listen to us live. The show is also available every Wednesday morning at nh-highschoolsports.com and also on iTunes. All right, we got that out of the way. Coach, Let's. Uh, I want to jump into, uh, of course, you guys open the season just like uh, the other 50-some-odd programs in the state. Um, last Friday, uh, you went out to Keene, always a, a kind of a tricky place to play, I think, uh, and win that one 27-7. Uh, uh, just, you know, what kind of happened in that game and, and what were some things that you liked from your team and maybe some things that you didn't like? Um, well, we uh, we played played Keene, as you said, at Keene, which uh, right off the bat, uh, having a road trip like that, especially for an inexperienced team, is, uh, is a challenge. And um, uh, we ended up uh, uh, starting off pretty well. Uh, unfortunately, we were unable to finish uh, a few drives in the first half, which is uh, something that uh, we want to try to work on. Um, but um, overall, uh, I thought uh, the team definitely improved from uh, from our last few scrimmages, um, the last couple of weeks of preseason, and uh, really flew around on defense and uh, showed that we have some weapons other than Joe Eichmann on offense. You, you mentioned that um, taking an inexperienced team on a trip like that for their first game. You know, in some ways, um, did you learn a lot just from – the bus ride there and back maybe and and could it have been maybe a good thing to be you know getting away from Merrimack for that first game yeah most definitely um we it was it was great to face adversity right away and then uh during the game we uh I thought we were playing fairly well and then we had a turnover um in the beginning of the third quarter and you could just feel the momentum switch uh within the game and uh I think we stopped them after the turnover, and then we threw an interception. And uh, same thing, we just uh, we didn't have a lot of momentum um, at that point in time. So to have them come back, uh, our team come back, uh, and really take control again of the game again was uh, was I think a good learning experience for us. And y you were able to kind of close them out in the second half. I know they uh, ended up with an injury or two, um, but from at least from what I was getting on, of course, on on Twitter, um, sounded like they maybe put up a threat at some point in the second half you guys were able to keep them yeah in in check and and kind of pull away yeah and that was uh the point i was talking about right after the uh right after the turnover they started to uh, uh start to take control of the game a little bit and um our team uh the team responded so uh, once again uh inexperienced team on the road and a very uh tough place to play uh that was a good learning experience for us course you get the uh the 100 yards rushing and and a, and a couple touchdowns from from joe eichmann but you know who else um who else maybe stepped up a little bit that you know you were hoping to would or or maybe surprised you 
Um, definitely uh, uh, CJ Grace, who uh, is one of those seniors that's been uh, kind of living in the shadows, as we've discussed, and uh, really, uh, I think, stepped up on both sides of the ball. He played a lot of snaps on offense and defense. Uh, once again, if you come to any of our games, we have long games with a lot of plays. Um, so uh, to see him do that w was great. Uh, also, uh, Tristan Wood. I think had a good game on defense. Uh, really was uh, was physical and set the tone for the rest of the team. Um, Adam Thornton uh, played well on offense and defense. Um, so we had a couple of we have a lot of two-way players, and uh, I thought they held up pretty well during the game. And of course, got a couple little bit of playing time for both your quarterbacks, uh, Ben Eichmann, and uh, I'm already blanking on Ryan Devana. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, uh, I think in the preseason a little bit of. Uh, two different kinds of styles there um you know could you i mean i do you would you want to settle on one at some point this year or, or do you like being able to be multiple like that and and kind of give teams a different look you know with different guys um i i actually uh just remember when uh north uh, went to North went deep in the playoffs, maybe even gone to the championship game. They had um, two different quarterbacks, uh, BK. Uh, okay, yeah, 2009, uh, I think yeah. that was, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, they had, they had uh, a quarterback who was very athletic, uh, who could still throw the ball, and then they had BK who liked to, uh, to really sit in the pocket and, and throw the ball. And it was two different styles that you had to prepare for, and uh, I just thought that was uh, uh, difficult from a defensive right. standpoint. And uh, if that's something that we can – uh, offer other teams, and I'm all for it. I am trying very hard to remember the other guy's name, and I, I, I know you, Brandon Carcanis was the, of course, that he was a junior on that team. Right. Came back the next year, they went to the finals again, uh, and I, yeah, I just senior play tight end and safety. He was a bit, yeah, it was a bigger guy. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it comes to us before the end. Uh, of the, before the end of the night, or maybe well. maybe some. Well, uh, I'll we'll, shoot we'll you a text later yeah, on. We'll get some text <laughs> messages, I'm sure, uh, tomorrow. Um, you know. You mentioned a lot of plays. Uh, you guys, of course, run a you know run the spread offense. You got a team coming in uh, this fr coming Friday, and Bishop Girton, who um, also runs it and maybe tries to run. I I don't know. They may try to be the fastest team in terms of of just getting plays out there. Uh, you know, always saw them scrimmage two weeks ago. Saw them play Londonderry last week, and the scrimmage I felt like I'd watched a full football yep. game was just a half uh yeah just a lot of plays a lot of stuff going on yeah we played um lowell when uh, coach moore was the head coach at lowell uh we were at south and um it was a saturday afternoon game and they had uh i think it's rj knoll who ended up playing quarterback at sacred heart and they had another kid who was a wide receiver and uh i i'm pretty sure that between the two of us we ran 230 plays it was over I mean, 100 points i think yeah, it was yeah. ridiculous like after the first half was done i just felt like it was like you said a full game it yeah. just was like oh my god is this ever gonna end <laughs> you should almost get credit for yeah. for two games oh there. yeah you know win, win each half you get an extra <laughs> an extra win uh or win a half you get it getting a win um you know when you're and, I, and this i saw kind of happen at times with them against londonderry a little bit more so in the scrimmage was that when they weren't having success, um, your defense is almost out on the field. It felt like too, you know, feels like too much. Right. Um, you know, how then, I mean, is that something that you can go into a game and try to plan for, or do you just, I, I guess it's more, you just need to 
be successful converting on, on third downs and, yeah. and getting more than just big plays. And, and that's one of the keys when you're playing you know, a team like this is to uh, win the money downs, really try to get them off the field on third and fourth downs so that uh, their defense can be back out on the field. And once again, BG uh, is similar to us in that we both have a lot of kids who play both ways. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, to really uh, get in a track meet, um, is going to be difficult for the team that d is not controlling the ball. And it's and people talk about tempo. They think it's always going up-tempo. It's it's controlling the tempo. Mm -hmm, um, right. So you look at good basketball teams, they can go fast and they can go slow. You want to have the same thing with football. You want to dictate regardless exactly. of, of, of what it is. Yep. See it in uh, soccer, see it in tennis. I'm watching the U.S. Open now. It's the exact same thing. Uh, of course, you guys come into this one in a spot that, that Merrimack, at least against BG, hasn't been in a while, having won the previous time out. I was just looking at this actually um, earlier this afternoon that that game it was back in uh, 2014, yeah. uh, year before you got there, got to Merrimack as the right. head coach. Uh, Merrimack comes into Stelos and, and, and hands BG a loss. Uh, I think it was the first win since 2000. 2000. Um, do the kids... I mean, I mean, it's been you know, it's been a full cycle here. You know, I went, I was looking at one of the pictures from that game, and of course the seniors are, are long gone, but Grassini was in that photo too. Yeah, you know, he's a, what a sophomore, sophomore then. Yeah, Weiser had actually made an interception at the end of the game. Daniil played in that game, yeah. so uh, a lot of the kids that we ended up coaching uh, that just graduated uh, actually played in that game. How many of the kids that you have now are aware of maybe? You know the history, maybe not, and not just necessarily with BG, but with, you know, some other teams that, you know, over the years you guys have, you know, that that the program had battles with back in Division Two, or or you know wasn't as success successful against uh, at times. Yeah, I mean, in, in general, just because we haven't um, had a great deal of success recently, uh, I think a lot of the uh, the program history from when Coach Raycraft was there. It's kind of been lost for a generation. So uh, one of the things that we try to do is uh, bring in uh, former players to talk about uh, the history of the program. We actually brought in Coach Raycraft also uh, just to talk a little bit about uh, uh, different uh, things that happened in the past. And uh, uh, I know the seniors uh, have an appreciation for the uh, a rivalry uh, with BG between BG and Merrimack. Um, and some of the kids who uh, have parents who went to Merrimack High School, that um, I'm sure they have an appreciation of it also. Uh, you mentioned the history too, and I, I believe isn't this um, 30th anniversary since the the '87 championship team? Yep, at I see Merrimack. that yeah. that lonely banner up on the wall every morning. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, going a little bigger picture here, um, you, what, you know, you look across Division One, and I know there were some outcomes that I looked at and I was, you know, kind of surprised by. Um, some other ones less so. But was there anything, you know, looking at what, you know, from a coach's perspective, was there anything that you saw that, that kind of, you know, opened your eyes a little bit in, in terms of results? Um. I try not to be uh, too surprised by a lot of different things, and uh, I'm also breaking one of our cardinal rules, is, which is talking about a team other than our own. Uh, Coach Lockman can do we'll it because we'll he's not coaching anymore. <laughs> we'll pretend we're in a little bubble uh, here. Right. We're, we're outside of uh, reality um, here. But uh, I don't think there were many results that were uh, you know, completely surprising. I mean, we all knew Salem was a good team. Um, 
Uh, I still know that South is a good team, so I'm not really. I mean, it was it was one week. I'm not really too yeah. going to read too much into that. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't think any of the results were too surprising. I, I I know you know once again Exeter and Central are good teams. I mean, there there aren't a lot of you know people think that you know you go into a season and you circle a couple of games you're like oh we're definitely going to win that it's like I, I expect every team we play to, to be really good and and you know maybe more so i think this year i mean we, you know as we were we were kind of talking before we started here that, yeah. that you know trying to look at the the field and say okay well this team's a uh, penciled in or, or or marked in as a playoff team it was a lot harder this year and not just in division one um, i think but across the board right um you know it, it, it of course you hear that you know coaches say that every week it's you know anyone can beat us mm-hmm. um this year really feels like it's it's maybe you know more than just coach speak in right it, in a sense um does that does that change anything for you guys um or or does it change for the kid anything for the kids you think i think it it, it changes more for the kids because uh, as you said coaches for the most part try to focus on each opponent and um we don't face many crappy coaches, so they all respect their upcoming opponent. Uh, kids, on the other hand, are a little different, mm-hmm. and uh, they, you know, listen to what's going on in the radio, t- talk, uh, you know, on t- to each other on Twitter and Insta Face, as Coach Belichick would say. And uh, I think they have uh, a little less appreciation for how difficult it is to win week to week, and you know, really. Uh, don't understand how difficult it has been for programs like Exeter and Pinkerton and you know uh, uh, Plymouth uh, to uh, Wyndham to win every single Bedford to win every year. I mean that's that's really hard. Uh, you you mentioned um, Pinkerton in there and, and 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 I know from from my side of the aisle, um, you know it's it's been kind of a strange preseason where or it was where you know talking to people about a number of different teams and it f- and then you ca- it kind of hit you that n- you know it seemed nobody was talking about them and then uh, you know they come out last week and they they're Pinkerton again you know yeah. they 48 nothing over Alvern and yeah. you know you hear how many different kids are carrying the ball and scoring touchdowns uh, I, but do you guys as coaches i mean you're a little more cognizant and aware of what's going on at a, at a different program so Maybe that's maybe a le- less of a surprise. Yeah, especially since um, a we all understand how good the staff is at Pinkerton and and, and the uh, tradition there, and uh, we also get to see what programs have at their lower levels. And uh, you know, I watched the freshman team last year. I know what kind of kids they had, and uh, you give good coaches good players, and they're gonna have a good team. You say you definitely saw more freshman games than I did, so <laughs> I'm not, I am not as aware of the, uh, the younger the sophomores or maybe some juniors yeah. that are, are stepping up this year that didn't play on the varsity. Um, you know, uh, within that kind of, I mean, you've you've now, I mean, this is your third year as the head coach at Merrimack. This system is now in its fifth year in terms of the, the division alignment. You know, how do you kind of feel like that's worked with, I mean, you've got Pinkerton, you've got Londonderry, Salem, and Timberlane every year. You know you're going to get them. Do you feel like there's kind of uh, maybe some new rivalries being kind of formed there? Um, you know, you guys um, beat all those teams last year, um, had success against some of them the year before. Uh, you know, is it is it kind of anything new kind of forming there where the kids maybe get up for teams that they – didn't in the past or or didn't know about in the past no it's a little it seems a little different than when um when i first moved into the area and it would be pinkerton londonderry or 
Central and Nashua or Pinkerton and Nashua. Like there was, uh, you know, there's a healthy hate going <laughs> going on. <laughs> I don't, I don't really uh, feel that uh, with with some of the teams we play. Um, and part of it might just be because a lot of them are friends in social media now. A lot of them go to camps together. Right, uh, yeah. So uh, you know, I think it's you kind of feel like uh, 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 old baseball player or an old basketball player like yeah we didn't fraternize with our opponents when I was when I played and uh, <laughs> uh, now kids mm -hmm. I mean it's it just feels different um, but yeah I, I do think that uh, playing the same teams every single year uh, you do start to develop a little more intensity in the games um, so a couple of the teams that you mentioned uh, Merrimack already had been playing for years in Division right. Two. Yeah. Um, they had been playing Londonderry for a while in Division Two before Londonderry went to Division One. Uh, so I think the the new ones would be more uh, kind of Salem um, right. and, and and Pinkerton. So yeah, you guys have had a couple interesting games with Salem. Oh yeah. The last the last few years. Yeah. Uh, um, pretty good games too. I thought. You know, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. physical. I mean, just the way they. The way they play, they're gonna come right at you on offense and defense, and uh, makes for makes for a good game. Yeah. Um, you know, did want to ask you about. Too, of course, we were you know you look out at the the, the landscape, uh, not just in Division One, but it feels like there's already been a bunch of injuries this year that have just kind of looked like they could be devastating for teams. Of course, Timberlane's already lost uh, Jacob Post, their right. uh, outstanding running back for the year. Uh, hopefully, he's back. Uh, he's also a very good wrestler. Hopefully he's back and healthy right. for the start of wrestling season. Um, you know, the other one that kind of stood out that I saw, unfortunately, firsthand Saturday was at Holl uh, Hollis Brookline's quarterback, uh, Joey Delaney, going down, I think, on the seventh play of the offensive play there. Um, and, and it just kind of – I think it took them almost a good quarter to kind of get back to – well, mentally and emotionally yeah, yeah, to and get back into and it. And by then they're down, you know, 28 nothing. I think it was. Yeah, Wyndham uh, ones are going to wait for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, what do you uh, – you know, you guys, of course, had the standout quarterback the last couple of years with, with Justin Grissini, and he fortunately, you know, didn't have that – you know, wasn't ever in that situation. Uh, but what do, you, what do you do when you're in that situation as a coach? How do you, how do you keep things from – falling apart uh, especially in a game you know if it if it's you know you're you're already kind of going at 100 miles an hour and then you throw something like that in there yeah i mean it, uh, i think you have to look at it um in a couple of different ways number one emotionally as uh as the as coaches uh the coaching staff um can't uh make it seem like it's the end of the world um and has to uh really show that they have confidence in the next person that they're putting in. Um, probably need to make some in-game adjustments to simplify uh, the game plan just because uh, whoever is coming in, if it's a quarterback, that person probably hasn't gotten a number of snaps right. or a yeah. number of reps. Uh, so uh, it's kind of how we would, we would handle it. Um, as you said, luckily we didn't have to deal with losing uh, Justin uh, the last couple of years. Uh, we dealt with injuries to several other key players. Um, and uh, but we were lucky enough that we just we were in a cycle where we had a lot of depth, so uh, we had kids that could just step in. So we lose Tyler Daniel. He was one of the best players in the state, but we had you know Alec Bronchuk who can slide over, and then uh, he could also play running back. So it's it's one of those that um, I mean you can't plan for it. Obviously, I mean no. you don't know when it's going to happen. I mean the best thing you can do is just like you said, get guys reps. But how do you? How do you justify that when you're you're already limited right. to begin with? Right. Um, 
and it, and I almost feel like in some cases, you know, you get enough of them in a season, and it can really alter maybe even the future of of what you're you know if you you have enough of them, then you end up having a bad year, and then it ends up being a you know a couple years and right. Um, yeah, there's so many. Uh, there there are certain kids that uh, just because of the makeup of your team end up becoming indispensable. So that if you lose them, that changes the makeup of the entire team. Um, so uh, last year for us at Merrimack, we had uh, a number of you know defensive ends. For instance, Danny McKillop is one of the best freaking football players in the state last year. Mm -hmm. We lost him, but we had somebody else that we could put in, not at the same level but we had a backup plan. Right. Um, other positions, if we lost somebody, we wouldn't have been so lucky. Mm -hmm. um, you know, wanna, I talk a little bit more about the end of uh, or last year season for you guys, if you, mm -hmm. don't, if you don't mind. I know yeah, coaches always say we're moving, you know, moved on and all that, but what? I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> How, I mean, have you, have you gone back and kind of watched – any of the film from that the yeah, semifinal yeah. game against Bedford? A few times. Yeah. Yeah, a few times. What, I, I guess, you know, what was just your initial reaction to watching it? Like, what kind of um, stood out the most? Well, it, this is actually fairly personal. We watched it. The uh, uh, That game was on on Saturday. We came in Monday and watched it. Um, and if you were around our team at all last year, they were a pretty uh, – uh, vocal bunch. This, um, this was the whole team that came in and team, watched it together. Whole wow. team. We wow. came in and watched it together, and uh, uh, we watched the entire game. I pretty sure there wasn't a word said the entire game. Wow. Uh, which just in general, watching film with high school kids uh, for that long a period of time to have nobody s speak was just. It was uh, the silence was deafening. Yeah. Um, just because of once again uh, how much the kids. Uh, I put into it and how much uh, the game meant to him. So, yeah. um, did you go to the final the following week? Or no, uh, I was uh, a very angry person in the woods with a chainsaw, um, and people kind of left me alone. I wish I was lying. It was—I uh, mean, it was actually beautiful. It was like seventy degrees. It was a day. great day. Yeah. Uh, it was so a, yeah. I did. I yeah. did yard work for like five and a half, six hours, yeah. uh, which uh, I hate doing yard work. So the fact that I did <laughs> yard work for six hours meant I was. Uh, yeah. Really trying to uh, put some things on the back burner. Yeah, I, I always, you know, feel like asking, you know, it's important to ask the kids, you know, how much does something like that, you know, how much does it drive you, you know? Yeah. If your coaches, you know, how much did that maybe, did, did you see a difference in them at all this off season or? I think for a while, uh, uh, somebody else had asked me that. I think for a while, uh, the kids and the coaches uh, really suffered through a little bit of uh, an emotional hangover. Um, just from the uh, from the disappointment, and once again, everything. Anytime I talk about this, I'm not taking anything away from what what Bedford did. They beat us twice. They're a great team. They won the championship, um, but it doesn't make it hurt any less. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For uh, for the kids and uh, for the coaches and the program. Uh, so uh, it took a while, um, but uh, at some point you have to move forward. Life goes on. Uh, people suffer through uh, a lot worse stuff. Uh, we have. Uh, one of our captains is uh, is a young man who's uh, uh, suffering from cancer, and he wakes up every day, and uh, he's able to deal with it. So we should be able to deal with the loss in a in a game. Is um, it a captain that's playing? No, no, no. He's okay. a little okay. kid in he's town. Oh, okay. oh, Captain Max, nice. Mighty that's Max. Right. You're wearing the uh, of course yeah. the the bracelet there. I remember you man. you had a. Um, 
it's been the last couple of years you guys have had kind yeah. of a pregame ceremony for him. Yep. What, um, you, will you be doing that, obviously, again this year? Yeah, we have so much stuff uh, packed into our <laughs> games this year. It's yeah. uh, uh, He'll be uh, stopping by a few practices um, as well as he'll come out again for one of our games. Um, mm -hmm. We also have a celebration plan for the 30-year uh, anniversary for the, that team. Mm -hmm. um, New Hampshire tackles hunger, cancer awareness. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of it's stuff something going on. Going on. It's almost like a, yeah, like a, night. <laughs> a, a pro team with like a, yeah. its uh, promotion schedule. Yeah, we there. have youth, uh, youth night for mm -hmm. uh, the uh, Merrimack Cardinals. To I didn't come know you had also. this many home games. Is it? Uh, uh, we just we're going to double dip double, on some yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if I answered your other question about um, what, what drives you. I, I know for me, um, uh, as well as for some of the other coaches that uh, sometimes you learn a lot more from your disappointments and your losses. And uh, you have to always think that uh, things happen for a reason. Um, I'm probably one of the most positive people that you're going to come across. So uh, I, uh, I'll take what happened and learn from it and uh, hopefully become a better person and a better coach. Uh, before we kind of uh, wrap up, just wanted any uh, your, I guess, kind of, thoughts on Friday's game coming up we talked a little bit about it about BG it's just what's um what do you think is probably a key to that game for you guys what are you guys going to need to do to to come out with another win um uh, it's 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 uh similar to uh uh I think a boxing well people actually used to box uh, they don't anymore but a boxing match where uh uh, BG is going to be, uh, I think, in the beginning of the game, really uh, amped up. They're really going to try to uh, change the tone of their season after their uh, opening night uh, game. Um, and we have to be able to make sure that we match that intensity in the beginning of the game um, and expect them to play uh, their best game because they're going to. Um, the key to the game for us is uh, controlling uh, the quarterback. Um, he's, uh, he's a phenomenal athlete. He's a great passer. And uh, if we allow him to uh, control the tempo of the game, to get out of the pocket, then uh, we're playing with fire. He is uh, Kip Jackson, head coach of the Merrimack High School football team. Kip, I uh, want to say thank you again for uh, jumping in last minute and, uh, and joining me. So for Coach Jackson, I'm Joe Marcellina. Thanks again for listening.